Nehemiah chapter number one, verse number one, the Bible said the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hachaliah, and it came to pass in the month of Chisla, in the 20th year, notice this, as I was in Shun's palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and asked them, notice what he's saying now, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, stay with me now, which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. They said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words. Now, listen to the next few lines very carefully. That I sat down and wept. When's the last time that you heard how the state of the church was in and you sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed, notice this, before the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments, let thine ear now be attentive and notice this, thy eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night. He ain't just said a five-second prayer, has he? For the children of Israel, thy servants, now notice what he's doing next, and confess the sins. Now he's not only praying, he's confessing the sins of the children of Israel, talking about the church, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept thy commandments nor thy statutes nor thy judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Notice what he says next. Remember I beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses saying if, stay with me, you transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. Now what do he say? But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandment and do them. See, there's a difference in there. Though they were of you cast out unto the uttermost parts of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and bring them into the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Ain't that where we're at tonight? Father, help me just a little while. Father, that I may have strength and words and wisdom, Lord, to speak to these precious people. 
God, I know I'm not smart enough, Lord, to give them all that you've given me already out of this scripture. These next two chapters, it's in this book. God, how great they are to the souls of the children of God. Lord, I pray you help me just a little while. Speak to these precious folks. Lord, it'll find something in their heart, God, in a lodging place of there. That, Lord, that they'll be able to help somebody else. And, Father, we're going to praise you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse number 9, he said, But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though they were of, notice you, cast out unto the uttermost part of heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them into the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Nehemiah was concerned about his homeland. He was concerned about the state of Israel and how he'd fallen down and the walls had been torn down, the gates had been burned, people had been scattered. Ain't that where the church is at right now? I mean, they've tore the walls down, they've tore the gates off, they've set them on fire, they closed our doors, Amen. And they forbid us to gather together. Now for you Bible readers, if you read chapter 1 and chapter 2, it'll tie in a whole lot better for you. Especially when you get over to old Sanballat. You see that there's going to be opposition to anything that you do for the Lord. I thought about here is one man that finally his eyes had a vision of what was going on at the church. God's people were being scattered. Say amen. And and all that was once beautiful and safe had been torn down. But if you read this rest of this chapter, you'll see that he was in such a state that He wept and cried and fasted before the Lord and prayed. He himself asking God to let him do something. In verse number 11 he said, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thy ears be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear Thy name. Listen, to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It do do America good to begin to fear the Lord again. It began to get a lot wiser than what they are for sure. Uh, Fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee thy servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man for I was the king's cupbearer. Now, not only is Nehemiah in a position that he sees what the church is doing, seeing what happened into God's people, how they're being scattered, how that the nation's being torn apart. And I'll just be honest with you, church, 
the churches are being torn apart. I mean, we used to be a little bit unified, at least in Christ Jesus, but it seems like it, we can't even agree on that anymore. The virgin birth or nothing. But here we see that he was uh, very concerned about this, and he was a king's cup bearer. Here, and for you that don't know what I'm talking about, it was his job to make sure everything that king ate and drank uh, wouldn't kill him. His job was to taste it first. If it was poison, it'd kill him. And when he stood before the king that day in chapter 2, and his countenance was low, not because of where he was at or what he was doing, but his countenance was low was what was happening to God's people. Now, I want to be honest with you tonight. If what's happening to God's people right now hadn't brought some sorrow to your heart, friends, you need to repent. You need to get on your face before God because what's happening to God's people right now is a travesty. I mean, it's a terrible travesty that to see the churches being torn apart. Uh, Brother Jeff Boone told me just this past week, 1,100 and some churches Closing every single week in America because people's quit going to church. And we see the walls tore down. Well, here the king is, here he's cut bare, he is. Now, now I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm the king and I'm looking down here and this guy don't look too happy, I'm wondering, uh, should I eat what he's already tried or not? He'd always had joy. He'd always had peace. He enjoyed his job. He enjoyed what he was doing. But finally he got a burden for his people. And the king asked him, you know, all you have to do sometime is tell the king, What's wrong with you? Because he cares for you. I'm talking about King Jesus. Amen. You think Jesus don't know when your countenance is low? Listen, if your heart is not burdened for the church, friend, it ought to be. My God, my God, the day that we're living in right now, I mean every one of us, we ought to be on our face. He fasted and prayed many days. It's hard to get them to come to church three or four hours a week. It's hard to get them to pray five-minute prayers at church. That's because we're not really concerned. Amen. Chapter 2, turn with me right quickly. I don't want to hold you long tonight, but I want you to get the drift of this story. In uh, Nehemiah chapter number 2, verse number 10, it said, And when sin ballot, the Hornite, the Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. You think it don't grieve the devil's crowd when one gets really concerned about God's people, God's house? 
Now, I'll tell you something, church. It may not mean nothing to you for 11 or 1,200 churches to close every week. That may not mean one thing to you, but it does to me. That's telling the world out there that your God and my God is either not real or gone to sleep or gone on vacation or just give up on us all together. Amen. I'm not saying every one of them was a godly church, but it's still an advertisement for the house of God. Regardless. That's so important for us to be at the house of God at the appointed time. If our name is on the roll at that church, we ought to be at church. Amen. When the doors are open, that's our responsibility. Do we punch that time clock? Come put your time in at the house of God. Not because you have to, but because you love it. Send ballot got upset when somebody, just one man, got concerned about children of Israel and began to do something about it. Here we have Nehemiah got orders from he could go and do what he needed to do. It takes somebody with some initiative to finally stand up and say, hey, I'm going to do something about this. You know the trouble of it is we want to tell somebody else to do it, but we don't want to do it ourselves. Amen. We're good to stand and say, boy, that wall's tore down over there around Jerusalem. Somebody ought to fix that thing. Somebody burnt the gate. Somebody needs to repair that. But we never show up with a hammer. We never show up with a saw. We never bring in a truckload of lumber or a load of rocks or a load of cement or say, I'll cook while you work. No, 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 no. I'm going to preach a little while tonight. Hey, this is the first of the year. We need to get the church right. If the church don't ever get right, the lost will never get right. Amen, preacher. Now go back with me, if you will, in Nehemiah chapter number 1. He said in verse number 6, he said, Let thy ear now be attentive, and thy eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant. Did you hear what he said? Thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess. Right there is where we're at tonight, church. We need to confess that we have sinned and come short. Amen. I'm talking about you're looking at the head of the church right here. I'll confess I have sinned and come short. No, I ain't run off with nobody's wife. No, I ain't run out and got drunk. No, I ain't had a cussing fit. But I've still sinned and come short when we don't do what God's asked us to do. The Bible said we have sinned. He said, if you know to do good and do it not to him, it is sin. Look it up, James 4 and 17. If you know to do good and don't do it, then you sin. Well, everybody that I know of knows they ought to be at church on Sunday. 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night service. We all know that. So wherein have we sinned and come short in keeping the commandments and the statutes of the Lord? Stay with me. I ain't through with it yet. Which I pray before thee night, now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. Did you notice he put himself first? I want to confess, Lord, I've sinned. I want to confess, Lord, my father's house has sinned. Amen. You know the trouble of most Christians? We not only want to cover up our sin, we want to cover up the sin of the whole household. Oh yeah, our little children are angels. Yeah, they got halos. All my kinfolk, ain't a single one of them got horns. They all got halos. Well look what's holding the halo up, probably two horns. Yeah. He said, I have sinned and my father's house have sinned. Now this is a heart of a man that is broken for God's house, God's people, and the condition. We sit in America right now and could care less if every church door in America closed. 90% of the church folk in America right now would be tickled to death if all they had to do was turn on the television and watch a church program. Yeah, I mean, if they would outlaw where we couldn't come in the building no more, 90% of the church people would say, boy, I'm glad they finally done that. And 90% of that 90% wouldn't watch it three weeks straight in a row. Amen. They'd hit the record button. Can I tell you something? I record a lot of westerns, but I very seldom ever go back and watch one of them. And I love westerns. Let me tell you, when I go back and watch one of them, when the satellite's out, that's the only time I go back and watch one of them. Because that's the only thing I can get is what I've got recorded. Right? Ain't that the way we're doing God? He said, I've cried night and day before you. I want you to hear me. I'm confessing and I have sinned. My daddy's house has sinned. We've come short of the glory of God. I'm concerned about Israel. I look and see my homeland is tore all to pieces. I, I want to say church tonight. I don't want to see the old ship of Zion. I'm going down. I, I want to see her going up. Amen. I, I want to see her to come come across these waves that's come on us and year 22 and like it's never come before that the church house be full not only of people but of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we got enough it's filling up with people with no power. He said in verse 7 we have dealt very corruptly 
against thee. That sounds like a man that's confessing. And have not kept the commandments, nor thy statutes, nor thy judgments, which thou commanded, notice this, thy servant Moses. Now what did he say? Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. Stay with me now. He's saying, God, your word has come true. Your word has come true. We're scattered. We're scattered everywhere. Now notice what he's going to say next. But if you turn unto me. Church, I want to say this to us tonight. I know a lot of people that's come to an altar and said they turned. But they never, ever kept another commandment. Because you didn't see them back at the house of God. Stay with me. They never belonged to the church. They never take part in church functions. They never take the responsibility of putting their name on their own and say, Preacher, hold me accountable. Amen. I'm just preaching the truth tonight. Our church needs to hear this. Are you with me? Say amen. He said, and do them. He said, we've not kept your commandments and we haven't done them. Though there were of you cast out into the other most part of heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them into the place that I have chosen. He said, if you just repent <coughs> and come back, he said, I'll gather you back together. Amen. Amen. How many tonight would be in this church? If God could gather them all together at one time. You'd have to build on. You're right brother. We wouldn't have enough seating capacity. If every person was sitting in this building tonight. That belongs in this building. If every church in McDowell County. Had the people that's supposed to be sitting in them. Sitting in them tonight. We'd either have to build more churches or bigger churches. Because there ain't enough church buildings to hold all that claim to be a Christian in McDowell County. You think about what I just said. Nehemiah said, I see where our problem is. We've slipped away from God and God has scattered us abroad. But he's reminding God that you told Moses that if we'd return unto you, you'd gather us back together. Are you in me? Say amen. <coughs> Verse 11 again. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thy ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayers of thy servants who desire to fear thy name. 
Let, let me stop right there just a minute. If the only thing you ever pray is for yourself to get something, you need to get saved. Every time you get down before God and you're asking for yourself something, you need to get saved. If you don't ever get down, this man has cried and fasted and prayed for the nation of Israel. He's confessed his sins. He's confessed his father's sins. He's confessed the sins of Israel. You ain't heard him say one thing about giving him. He's wanting God to do something for the whole nation of Israel. Stay with me. Fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day. And grant him mercy in thy sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Now he's asking God, listen. I've always preached this and I'll always preach this. God always works on both ends. Nehemiah's saying, all right, this guy over here, the king, he's got the, the right. He can write. He can give me papers and I can go do what I need to do. But I can't do it unless you touch his heart. I need you to go over and touch that king's heart. I've been his cupbearer. Now stay with me. He is confessing some things right there that you and I need to see. He not only said he's the king's cupbearer in the words of the way he put it, but he said, I've been good to the king. Cupbearers didn't live long if you go back and study them. They didn't hold them long because they didn't trust them. This man stayed there a long time because the king trusted him with his life. So he said, now God, I have favor with him, but you need to touch his heart so he'll see my heart and I can have papers to do what I need to do for you. Aren't you glad God always does it in order? Nehemiah chapter 2 verse number 3 and he said unto the king let the king live forever why should not my countenance be sad stay with me when the city the place of my father's sepulcher lieth waste and the gates thereof are consumed with fire then the king said unto me for what dost thou make request <laughs> He didn't say, let's go down there and kill that bunch of heathens. King said, what are you asking me to do? What would you ask at that moment? Well, I feel in my heart it needs to be built back, so send Chris. Am I telling the truth? He's young, he's tired, he can do it, send him. When he gets it done, though, I won't take the credit for it. 
I'm the one that prayed. I'm the one coming and asked. Right? Mmm, quiet message, ain't it? <laughs> Notice what he did, though. So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if it please uh, thy servant, have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchre, that I may build it. He ain't asking somebody else to do the work. He said, King, give me permission, let me go do the work. You know that's what we need tonight, church. We need people saying, Lord, let me do some work. Every church I know right now needs people to do some work. I've had pastors lately ask me, have you got enough Sunday school teachers? I said, thank God we do right at the moment. Sure do. Have you got any young preachers in your church that can help you? I had that asked to me twice this week because of my health. I said, yeah, I've got a couple of good young preachers and a couple of old preachers that can help me. I said, you're blessed. And I am blessed to have these guys. But he's asking, send me. Let me go, king. Let me go work. You see, the problem of it is, the church is trying to get the world to solve the church's problems. Instead of the church trying to get the world to turn to church, the church is turning to the world. Light shows, fog machines, Chance. It's all about worship and there ain't no substance. If you ain't got no foundation, you ain't got nothing. He said the foundation where my father lays dead right now, the foundations are tore right down to the foundation because the walls are tore down. Now, church, I'm saying to you and I tonight, what can we do? Then I'm going to ask you, what will we do? You say, preacher, I'm doing all I can do. No, we proved that in the last two months. <laughs> we've done more in the last two months. We've done the last 12. Amen, preacher. That's the truth. Why? It put strain on every one of us. Sure did. <coughs> we got her done, didn't we? Yeah, well, nobody died over it. So now we ain't got to worry about Christmas shopping and all that. So we'll still be able to do something to repair the walls that are tore down. To build the gates back. But it's going to take every individual in this building saying, Lord, give me a sword and give me a trowel and put me in the wall. Let me work with one hand. Let me fight with the other. Put me in the wall. But it's going to boil right back down to having a heart to do something for God.
Then, as I read to you here about old Sanballat, and I didn't get to read all of this that needed to be read, Tobiah and Sanballat sure wasn't no friends to them, wasn't it? I, I remember one passage in here that said, Will those feeble Jews rebuild in a day? Will that feeble church-minded folks rebuild in a day? Come on, church. You think that ain't what the devil's saying? I'm getting 1,100 of them a week. Won't be long, I'll have them all. I'm going to remind Satan tonight what Jesus told him. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because he's the one that's building the church. They may burn the buildings to the ground, but they'll never tear the church down. Amen. They may take every Bible in America up and pile them up and burn them, but they'll never take the word that's hid in your heart. Amen. Amen. We ought to stand together and build this wall. Let's stand tonight together. You say, preacher, now I'm going to be honest with you folks. I ain't half the man I used to be. And it comes to working, I ain't a third the man I used to be. I've done proved that lately. Work two days and stay sick three weeks, yeah. I'm a real man, ain't I? I used to think I was a man. But I remember what my daddy told me many, many years ago. Once a man, twice a child. I'm almost back to the pamper stage now. Church, we need somebody to fall into the wall. But you've got to fall on your face first. Every head bowed and every eye closed, feel the need to come pray. Would you come right now? Lift up the name of the church. Lift up the name of the lost. Father, I come in Jesus' name thanking you, Lord, for this scripture tonight that stirred my heart. As I began to read about how he wept and mourned, cried, pleaded with God. God, he had a burden. I pray for the burden of my people, Lord, that's hearing me tonight. That God, that they'll not only hear me, they'll hear the Holy Spirit of God. Look around us, church. They're tearing the walls down. They're trying to destroy the church of the living God and they'll never get it done. But it doesn't give us excuse to sit back on our duffs. Lord, we ought to be in the wall building. We ought to be fasting and praying. We ought to be seeking. We ought to be in the highways and hedges, knocking on doors, handing out tracts singing gospel songs. We ought to be preaching in the highways. Lord, encouraging them to come to the house of God. So give us that option this year, Lord. Take it outside these walls and Lord, bring it. Bring it to the world that the world will have no excuse to say they've never heard the gospel preached. So Lord, let it be so that this little body of believers, God, do that that needs to be done to glorify thee. 
Help us all unite in Christ Jesus. We'll bless and praise your precious name. Lift your son up above all. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.